I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 204 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have an exciting guest to bring you guys today. He is a former NFL fullback. He is also a dad who walked into the Shark Tank and scored a mega deal with two of the Sharks for his ice shaker bottle. Chris Gronkowski will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. Tomorrow, actor and United States Marine Corps veteran Michael Broderick will join me here on the show. And guys, please make sure you are following me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace because I have got two very big announcements coming your way soon here. One is about my Memorial Day guest that I'm very excited about. The other is about a Father's Day event that is really going to skyrocket the popularity of this podcast and really put this celebration of fatherhood on the map. So I'm very excited to share the details about all this with you. Make sure you follow me over on Instagram where I will drop them first. On a more personal note, I'm very proud of my 8-year-old son, Aiden, who ran in the local 1K race over the weekend. He finished third overall amongst the 8-year-olds, which put a nice finishing touch on this year's track season. So the sports are now done for my kids, and the school season will be soon to follow. We have been hit with a couple of 80-degree days here on the East Coast. It's been very nice. We get a little taste of summer here. And if you are looking for a way to keep your drink cold for 30 or 40 hours this summer, you may want to check out the product put forth by today's first-class father, the Ice Shaker Bottle. He'll be out here to tell us more about it in just a second here so please be sure you are telling every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list about the show that celebrates fatherhood and family life fatherhood rocks family values rule and every day is father's day right here with me and i'm going to jump right into the action now with former nfl fullback chris gronkowski i'm alec lace and you're listening to first class fatherhood Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. You are going to hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to consider becoming a sponsor of First Class Fatherhood, please hit me up with an email, firstclassfatherhood at gmail.com. All right, and joining me now is a First Class Father. He is a former NFL fullback who spent time with the Dallas Cowboys, Indianapolis Colts, Denver Broncos, and Los Angeles Chargers. He is a very successful entrepreneur and is the older brother of a future first ballot Hall of Famer, it's a very big privilege for me to say, Chris Gronkowski, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. All right, here we go. How many kids do you have, and how old are they? So we got, I got, uh, ooh, we got my wife and I, uh, two kids, two boys, of course. Uh, oldest one is is two years old, and the youngest is uh, about eleven months now. All right, Irish twins. My older two are only fifteen months apart. Very cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Did you guys wait to find out what you were having both times, or did you do any kind of like a punt pass and kick gender reveal thing? No, nah, we yeah we both we found out uh, we did a reveal, but um, yeah we found out and then um, the second time we did a reveal with some you know some smoke and, and stuff like that and, and uh, balloons and stuff like that. But yeah, she she wants to go uh, and try to have a third and have a girl, but the odds aren't looking too great with our family history, so. Yeah, Chris, it took my wife and I four shots. We had our three boys first. Then we were blessed with our little girl. If we didn't get her on four, we'd have five by now. <laughs> there you go. All right, Chris, please take a second here just to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Absolutely. Yeah, so um, I'm born and raised in Buffalo, New York. Uh, five brothers. Went on, um, got a Division one scholarship, ended up playing at um, University of Arizona. 
had a chance to play professional, went undrafted, uh, got signed by the Cowboys, ended up starting for three years for three different teams, and, um, you know, good run, got hurt, got out of the league, and, and had to move on to, to something else. So ended up going into business with my wife, uh, something she started while I was playing. She's sick of, of moving teams every year and uh, decided to find a way to work from home. So started her own, own business, hand-painting wine glasses, which turned into a personalized gift company that I was able to come back and help her grow once I was done playing and ended up becoming one of the biggest online personalized gift shops. Uh, from there, I uh, really scaled it, got it out of our house, uh, have brought in employees, had a storefront, uh, did it all and still have it today and um, ended up thinking of another great idea that kind of branched off of hers. Uh, we were personalizing a lot of Yetis and, and other stainless steel bottles and I liked them. Uh, wanted You started using them every day but wanted to bring them to the gym with me but Really couldn't couldn't make a protein shake in it. Couldn't use it all day every day, and stumbled upon the idea of making a, a kitchen grade stainless steel insulated shaker bottle. And uh, the company Ice Shaker was born. So really, uh, a bottle I could use every day for everything. But really started just because I was living a healthy, active lifestyle still, and um, was able to get the product onto Ice Shaker and got offers from Mark Cuban and Alex Rodriguez, and the rest was history. Really have done well since then. Gained a lot of momentum over the last two years, and. I've got into some big companies and um, like GNC nationally and uh, Lifetime Fitness. It's another uh, company that we're currently working with to, to get into all 128 gyms. Yeah, that's incredible, Chris. And it's amazing what's available to everybody now. I mean, we're living in a time here that is geared towards the entrepreneur. Many people love the appeal of being your own boss. It looks very glamorous. So what are some of the challenges of being an entrepreneur while being a young father? There's a lot. And everyone sees the entrepreneur as the greatest thing now, but Really, all your success and your failure all depends on you and how much work you put in. And, uh, you know, when we first started this in, in my wife's business as well, we didn't have kids. So it it was, it was wasn't a problem when I woke up at, at 6 a.m. and started working. And I worked all the way till 10 p.m. most of the days. And to really get the company off the ground, it, it was just my wife and, and, and me at the time. So everything was done by us. And it was just long hours. But, you know, I liked working. I was a hard worker. But... Once the kids come into the picture, it's it's a whole new ball game because you can't wake up at six and start working. It's wake up and and you know, make sure the kids are taken care of and have their their day scheduled and planned out and make sure everything's taken care of. And um, then when you get home from from work and it's five p.m. and the kids have been with the wife all day or they've been with me all day, it's it's time to switch and um, you know go into the family mode. And so you really have to learn how to work more efficiently. And um, and also put work behind you. Uh, was something that was pretty difficult for me to do, especially at first. I was just so geared up with, hey, I have to get this done. I have to get it done. Got to do it now. Uh, if something had to get done, you know, I had to do it that day. It was so hard for me to just put a stop to it and, and wait till the kids went to bed or till the next day was was extremely difficult for me to do. So really just had to learn more patience as well and, and how to prioritize things. Yeah, and time management is certainly a struggle for many of us dads out here. Kurt Warner actually spoke very well about this issue when he was on the podcast back on episode 71. And another thing I asked him, and I love to always get the opinion of all the NFL dads I have on the show, is what is a good age to let your kids play tackle football? Because it's always a very difficult decision for many dads. It always has been. And now you throw in the mix of CTE, all the reports about that, and it kind of parlays that concern. You have two boys yourself, so you may be in this situation yourself someday. How do you feel about it? Uh, how do you feel about young kids playing tackle football, and what's a good age for them to start? Yeah, absolutely. My, my, my father actually never let us play until high school, so we never played at an early age. And um, 
know, he felt that at that point in our life, it wasn't needed. Um, you know, it wasn't necessarily the concussion thing. It was more of just growth and growth plates and, you know, twisting ankles and hurting knees. And, and these end up becoming injuries that affect you the rest of your life because your body's just not mature enough at that point. So father actually kept us out of every, we played every sport except football. And, um, that was a decision that he kind of made for us, and I think it was the, the right decision, and that's kind of the path that I would go with my children as well. Uh, I don't think that contact's necessary at such a young age, and I think you can become a really good athlete by playing every sport and, and just learning you know, different talents in, in other sports, and, and that's what we did. We played hockey, baseball, uh, really any sport we possibly could growing up besides football. Yeah, very well said. And obviously, your brother Rob just capped off a Hall of Fame career with yet another Lombardi trophy. What has his been journey been like for your family to experience here? I mean, was he always the standout amongst all the brothers there? And how crazy has this ride been for you to be a part of? It's now time to get an important word from our sponsors and then back with more from Chris Gronkowski. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Let's go, dads. You heard me speaking recently about my daddy-daughter date to see Frozen on Broadway, and it was a night to remember. I bought my tickets on SeatGeek.com and used my promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS, and I saved $20 off my tickets, which I used to buy my daughter a souvenir at the show. Right now, baseball season is in full swing. Both NHL and NBA playoffs are heating up. And if you plan on bringing your kids to any live event, go to SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and plug in my promo code FIRSTCLASS. One word, FIRSTCLASS. And First Class Fatherhood listeners can save $20 off their tickets. It's a slam dunk deal, guys. Go to SeatGeek.com and use the promo code FIRSTCLASS. Fatherhood is the best seat in the house. What has his been journey been like for your family to experience here? I mean, was he always the standout amongst all the brothers there? And how crazy has this ride been for you to be a part of? Oh, it's it's, it's been an amazing ride. I mean, I think I talked about it a little bit when he first retired. I put a post out about it. But growing up, it was, you know, you guys, you were almost enemies. I mean, we fought every single day. I was the closest brother to him. I was two years older than him. And uh, we played everything together, but everything was a, was a brawl by the end of the day. I mean, you grew up with five boys. It's just competition, competition, competition. But as we got older and then we got into high school and uh, and he grew taller than me, uh, it became more about being teammates and being friends and uh, and how to work together and, and become great at, at what we're doing. So football really helped mold that. Uh, you know, we were, we were blocking together. I would line up next to him. You know, we double double team guys off the ball and um, – really just started becoming, you know, a fan and uh, went to college with him as well and really saw him just grow and, and just become an unbelievable athlete. And that was, uh, you know, right before he's going into his junior year of spring ball when he got hurt in college and ended up having back surgery, but really looked like the best college football player in the nation. And um, even with a back injury and not playing a whole junior year and coming out early, you know, he still went in the second round, which just shows, Know how much talent he really had, but yeah, the talent was always there, and, and I think uh, the attitude was as well. I mean, it's it's hard to wake up every single day and go hard and love what you're doing, and uh, that's what makes these guys in the NFL so special. I mean, I, I played three years, and after three years, it's it's a beatdown, man. It's hard to wake up, and people say it's a game, but really, it's a job, and it's a hard job. It's a job that starts at 6 a.m. 
uh, and really doesn't doesn't stop the whole day. You get you get home at 6 p.m. and you're studying, you're getting ready, you're watching film still for that week's game coming up, and it's also a job where you're filmed and critiqued on every single thing that you do. So if you do make a mistake, everyone's going to see it, everyone's going to watch it multiple times, and you're under a microscope at all times. So, uh, but yeah, he was he he was the man, and uh, the ride was amazing to to follow along. I got to go to a lot of Super Bowls and uh, really got to enjoy a lot of things that most people don't get to. Yeah, what an incredible journey. All right, let me rein this back into you as a dad here. What does your bedtime routine look like, Chris? You have a two-year-old, an 11-month-old. Uh, are you a storyteller? Do you sing them lullabies? How does bedtime go down in your home? Yeah, it, yeah, we we would used to go with the, you know, the bath, the story, and then bed, and it just doesn't seem to work as well anymore. So uh, <laughs> it seemed to hit the same routine, but they seem to stay up until uh, whenever they want to at this point. So. Uh, that's been been a little struggle trying to get him to bed a little bit earlier, uh, but yeah, that's 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 really the the routine that that we have. Usually the the bed or the bath, and then uh, the book, and then the bed. But we're gonna have to uh, critique it a little bit because they like to stay up now. Yeah, I hear your pain on that, Chris. I have four of them, and sometimes trying to put them to bed, it seems like there's a frat party going on downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I know they're young yet, but how do you kind of handle discipline with them so far? Are you a spanker, a timeout guy? What's your style? Well, yeah, we're, we're uh, that's that's a challenge. Uh, the older one is super super high energy. Um, he's he's been he's been the wild man, and then the second one is like the most chill and mellow baby ever. So exact opposites, of course, and. Um, you know, the first one's entertainer doing everything, trying to he's getting into everything. So uh we do we do the the time out with him and uh everything else doesn't really seem to be as effective. So the timeout's been pretty good and, and he does he does sit there and he sits there until we tell him that he can he can get up and, and go do other things. So so far that's the uh that's the go to play. All right, and did you have them down in Atlanta this year for the Super Bowl? Did they get a chance to see Uncle Rob uh, hoist the trophy? Yeah, they were they were there. Uh, didn't go to the game, but we brought them down for for the events. But um, yeah, they got to got to stay at the hotel during during the game. Very cool. And how has the transition been like for you, Chris, going from having one child and then very shortly adding a second child into the mix? Oh uh, well, so when you have the first one, you, you think it's all good, and then uh, you know you, you go for the second one, and then halfway through it, you realize that the first one's not walking and. Uh, you know, cruising pretty good, and the wife's pregnant now, and and you realize that it's not going to be as easy as just having one. So it definitely, definitely, um, more more time commitment, and um, just dedicating a lot more time to to the kids and and feeding them and taking care of them. So it's something that um, you don't you don't realize at first when you have one, it's 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 pretty nice. And then uh, second one definitely definitely uh, requires a lot more attention at that point. Yeah, and this may not be the case for you, Chris, but for us, going from two to three was quite a challenge, mainly because our older two weren't old enough yet to be independent. Uh, but once you master going from two to three, three to four is a piece of cake. Yeah, and I would think you'd get a little bit of help from the oldest at that point, which would, <laughs> yeah. be, which would be really nice instead of pushing them over every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, NFL career in the books here, ice shaker bottle going strong. What kind of goals or plans do you have for yourself for the future here? Man, that's an unknown stage right now. I'm really excited to kind of see what what my what Rob does with his next steps and um, and what he plans on doing. I think that could be a, a big effect for for a lot of us, and hopefully, kind of go go along for the ride with him as well. But uh, for me, yeah, just really, 
our year with, with Ice Shaker, we've grown so big so fast. And really at this point, it's kind of just maximizing what we've done and, and uh, kind of scaling back and, and really focusing on what's working the best for us. Uh, try to get more into some big accounts, some big retailers, and really just uh, take it from there. But living day by day at this point and really excited to um, – get the kids to the age where you know, we could we could start sports ourselves still a little too young so uh super excited for that still they already know the, the older one knows how to catch a ball at age two and you know, we play catch all the time but i'm um, really excited to get them into some kind of organized sports and, and be able to teach them uh, how to play the game yeah okay now do you see yourself as a dad that would like to get in there and coach or would you rather like step away from that and then enjoy it more from the sideline uh, i think i would i would want to coach um just just knowing and playing the game myself, I know teaching the fundamentals and having my dad as a coach uh, growing up, it, it was a huge difference. I mean, it, it was something where we'd win every year, and it wasn't necessarily because of talent. Uh, my dad always – he played every single kid on the team every game, which, you know, you don't you don't always see, you know, back then or, or nowadays where it's usually, you know, your coach, his son plays all the time. And, you know, maybe the kid that's not the greatest doesn't play much, but um, – Something my dad believed in was just making sure everyone knew how to play every position, that everyone knew every technique, and everyone played in the game. So everyone pitched, you know, everyone batted, it, you know, first or second, or you know, always switched it up. And I think that's the right way to do it. And I think the kids really enjoy it, and I think they learn a lot. So I think that's something I would like to pass down myself and and coach at some point as well. Yeah, I love that philosophy right there, Chris. All right, last thing I want to hit you with here, I'd love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast. Uh, you're a fairly new father here yourself, so I'd love to hear your opinion. What kind of advice do you have for that new father or for that about-to-be dad who's out there listening? Oh, <laughs> what type of advice for a first-timer? Oh, man, I would say enjoy those last couple of vacations <laughs> because it uh, – no, it, it, it just changes a lot. It's just hard to travel. Um, for me, I was leaving almost every weekend. You know, I was going to every game. And uh, it's it, it's not that you, you don't want to travel anymore. It's just a lot harder to, uh, you know, bring the kid, bring all the supplies. And then uh, when you have two of them, it's, it's even a bigger challenge. So everything has to really now be planned. Whereas before, you used to just get up and say, hey, I want to go fly here, here, and here. And, you know, I really don't have to plan anything out. I just I'll just leave. And uh, now it's the whole, you know, let's plan out this whole week. Let's make sure we have this, this, this. Let's go to the store and, and buy some extra stuff. And so really just a uh, whole different game plan once you have kids. So for me, it, it was, and what I did was I did, I did travel a lot before we had our first kid. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been a lot of fun for me. Uh, you are a first-class father all the way. And I got to say, Chris Gronkowski, thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Okay, I'm back with some closing thoughts in just a second here. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Chris Gronkowski for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM over on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. And lock it in tomorrow on the show, actor, United States Marine Corps veteran Michael Broderick will be here with me. And Thursday, we are going to have from the History Channel's Toy Makers, David Ankin will be here with me. And we are going to close things out strong with another Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood with former Navy SEAL 
Dan Luna. All right, that's all I got for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm Alec Lace. You are listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Sometimes